1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When we consider the blessings of Abraham, it seems apparent that these blessings include good health. There's no record of Abraham being ill. God promised he would live to a good old age, not a sickly old age. In addition, his healthy condition enabled him to have children way beyond the age of childbearing. When a Gentile woman asked Jesus to heal her child, he responded by saying that healing is the children's bread. Whose children was he referring to? Well, we see that it was Abraham's children because on another occasion, Jesus healed a woman on the Sabbath and was criticized for it. He replied, "'Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath?' Healing is the children's bread. Several times in the New Testament, we're referred to as the sons of Abraham, and he is referred to as our father. God wants to bless us with good health so that our bodies may be healthy to serve righteousness and to minister to others. As Paul has said, the Lord is for your body, and your body is for the Lord. This is Set Free
0: with Ken Legg. Hi, thanks for joining us. It's Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken And This week, our subject is the blessing of Abraham. And we've spoken about the different kinds of blessings that are involved in the blessing of Abraham. We talked about spiritual blessings of intimacy with God. And now, Ken, you've just mentioned physical blessing as well. What other sorts of blessing does the Bible talk about? Well, I believe we can include material blessings here, Phil. Now, I know
1: that some have gone overboard in teaching about prosperity, but we need to be careful that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, a poverty mentality is no more glorifying to God than an overemphasis on financial prosperity. Mm. It's interesting to note that God blessed all the patriarchs in this area. We see this on several occasions. For example, we read that Abraham was old, well-advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Then he sends his servant off to find a wife for Isaac. And this is what the servant says. The Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he's become great and has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And then you go on to Isaac. And we read this, that Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. And in fact, the Philistines envied him, we're told. Then you go on to Jacob. You remember when he ran away from Esau, he had just a stick in his hand. But years later, he came back with flocks and herds in abundance. In fact, the Bible says that the man became exceedingly prosperous, had large flocks of female, male servants, camels and donkeys and so on. So we see that this was a trend, the,
0: the, you know, the tangible blessing of God upon their lives. Mm. But some people have picked up on that and really worked it like that's all that matters and maybe even abused that yeah. prosperity teaching. One of the ways that that's done that I've seen is to teach that you have to sow a seed in order to get blessed. You know, it's a, a cause and effect kind of thing. and In fact, yeah. they say that that's what Abraham did. He tied to Melchizedek and God blessed him. So what do you say to that? That's in the Bible. It happens. Is that why Abraham prospered? No. In fact, if you just
1: look at that passage, uh, uh, Phil, you see that that's not what it says. Uh, We read that Melchizedek blessed Abraham, and Abraham gave him a tithe of all. Now, my question is, what came first? Well, obviously, not the tithe, but the blessing. Melchizedek Mm. had already blessed him. He didn't tithe to get a blessing, as we're taught. Mm. He was already blessed. And in response to that, Abraham tithed. Now, let's look at that. And just look at really what happened there, because uh, the background is that Abraham was returning from that battle with the spoils of victory, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him. Now, as he did so, Melchizedek also came out, and he met him with bread and wine. Now, we often say, "Well, these are symbols of the new covenant," you know, which mm. yeah, that's fair enough. But also, when you think about it, bread and wine are products of the earth, you know, wine from the grapes and bread from the wheat and so on. Now, we have earthly needs. And when you look at this situation or this passage, you see that when Melchizedek blessed Abraham, he blessed him in the name of El Elyon. Now, that term means God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. So he blessed him with, if you like, heavenly blessings and earthly blessings as well. And then Abraham gave Tithes to him. Now, why did he give tithes? That's the question we're asking. Incidentally, Phil, uh, I, I would say this: it's easy to tithe on someone else's money. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't his stuff. Yeah. You know, he just got back what was stolen, and he gave a tithe. So, let's look at why he gave that tithe. Now, the king of Sodom was going to give everything to him. Remember that he was going to give the whole lot to Abraham. Mm. Um, Now what did that kind of indicate? Well what he was saying is Hey you deserve this, you're the one that has got the victory for us and really you deserve all this. Now Abraham said before he even went out to battle, he swore to God He said I will not take anything from the king of Sodom unless he says I made Abraham rich. Mm. Now what was the problem with that? Because other Gentile kings or, or pagan kings like Pharaoh and uh, um, the king of the Philistines. They gave Abraham material things. So what was the big deal about, I don't want to say this man blessed me or made me rich. Well, the fact is, what it was is that uh, this king of Sodom wanted to give all the glory to Abraham. So the first thing that Abraham did is he tithed. Remember, it wasn't his stuff anyway. It was the king's, but he was retrieved, and he tithed Lord. Now, the Bible says that we honor the Lord with the first fruits of our substance. So what Abraham was doing is that he was honoring the Lord. He was saying, no, it's God that got the victory here. I didn't really defeat this, uh, this great army. Mm. I just took some of my household servants with me, but we all know that it was God that gave us the victory. So let's give him the glory here mm. because that's where it belongs and uh, that's what that was all about.
0: And really it's the same in our lives too because you know it's God that gives us the power to generate wealth, earn money Absolutely. And, and everything else. And I love what you said before. Um, and if I can paraphrase you, Ken, what I heard was that Abraham was blessed and therefore he tithed. Yeah. It wasn't that he tithed to be blessed.
1: That's right. I and mean, that's the teaching that you mentioned, like sow a seed in order to get a blessing. And, and then we're taught
0: if we tithe, we'll be blessed. If we if we don't, we'll be cursed. Yeah. And that's <laughs> if, I guess if we can get that same revelation that yeah. we are blessed in yeah. uh, whether we might think we have a little or a lot, we are blessed, blessed by God. God has given us these things, the ability to make wealth. And out of that blessing thankfulness, yeah. we give back to him. It's a response, isn't mm-hmm. it, to what God has done for us? But can we expect the same as what Abraham had? Well, we can because we're blessed
1: with believing Abraham. Now, what does that mean when we're talking about material blessings? I I, I think there are two levels, if I can put it that way, Phil. The first is that God certainly promises to meet all our needs. Mm. You know, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory In Christ Jesus. If you look at the context, it's clearly speaking about uh, our material needs. And then Jesus said, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not our righteousness, thank God for that, but his righteousness, which is in Christ, and all these other things will be added to you. Now, what, what things was he talking about? Well, he said, you know, look at the birds of the air and the flowers in the field, you know, don't worry about what you shall wear, what you shall eat. God will supply all these needs. And we talked about the basis of blessing being a right relationship with God. When we have God's righteousness, all these other things will be added. That's the very basic level. But then I believe there's another level, and we've been talking this week, Phil, about the fact that we are blessed to be a blessing. And this is the promise that God gave us through Paul in Corinthians. He says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. So in addition to having all our needs met, there's an overflow. Now, mm-hmm. that overflow is for every good work. It's so that we can be involved
0: with God in what He's doing in the earth. And I guess to come back to something you mentioned before is that we don't want to be like the Dead Sea. Yeah, that's right. Which has just got an inlet but has no outlet. Yeah. What a great
1: privilege that we can be involved with the spreading of the gospel, the building of his kingdom, the feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and being involved in ministries like um, spreading the gospel throughout the nation and even overseas. What a great privilege that is. And God will bless us to meet not only our needs, but to make us a blessing in that way.
0: It's a look at the blessing of Abraham this week and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Do join us. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Leg, including the book New Covenant, New Glory, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.